Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, I have Mr. Don Kors, Bosman Enterprises board member here. How you doing, Mr. Don Kors? I'm fine today, Ray. All right. Sounds good. Well, Don, I wanted to bring you on the podcast because I know you're very heavily involved here with Bosman Enterprises and uh, really trying to push the mission forward of you know, how we try to lower that 70% unemployment rate nationwide among people who are blind and visually impaired. So I wanted to just really uh, talk to you about your involvement here at Bosman, how you actually got involved with Bosman Enterprises. So, Don, how did you actually first get involved with Bosman Enterprises? Well, I first became involved in Bosman Enterprises because I was a state employee in rehab services for adults with disabilities. And one of my prime responsibilities at that time with state government was to develop policies and procedures in relationship to specialized services for adults who were blind and visually impaired and was asked early in the game uh, while I was a state employee to uh, give some advice and assistance to Bosma Enterprises as a private entity at that time and was invited to uh, set in on all board meetings and executive committee meetings and uh, was free to make any comments, although I was not a voting member of the board. So uh, I've been involved in a long time, but not necessarily a voting member of the board. And what is your role on the Bob Enterprises board? I've been on the Bosma Enterprises board since 2003. Three uh, and have served uh, in various capacities and was board president at one time for a two-year period of time. Okay. I've been heavily involved in serving as chairperson of the program committee, which oversees the personal adjustment in-house training program, the employment training program, and the rehab itinerant teaching program. So you said since 2003, you've been involved uh, on the board of Bob Enterprises. So how has the board actually evolved since you've been a part of the board? Well, when I first came on the board, of course, um, the only operation they had at that time was the industrial side. So Mm -hmm. uh, shortly after that, the state was asked to take over the uh, Bosma rehab portion of the program. And uh, I was heavily involved in that and, and supported that because really, unless people are prepared to cope with the challenges of vision loss, they're really not able to go to work. Right. So I felt that was a very key element. And as I remember back that at the board meeting, when we talked about Uh, assuming the responsibility of those programs, I know that there was not total agreement that that was part of Bosma's mission at that time, but I felt very strong about that it should be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So since you've been around um, Bosma Enterprise for a little while now, how has um, the mission actually impacted you? You know, I, I guess... When I look at my role in rehab as well as on the Bosma board, 
I think what you have to do is you have to give people the opportunity to maximize on their abilities and skills. Yeah. And, and that's really the reward that you get, not that you get paid for it or compensated, but that you actually see people being able to achieve a goal which they wish to pursue, whatever that goal might be. Definitely true, Don. I definitely appreciate just really you putting all that knowledge out there for being on the board and things that you can bring to the board. So how do people who are blind, since we have that 70% unemployment rate, how do we actually get people to see our skill sets and our capabilities? Well, I think I think you do it by success. Yes. Um, and I, I think individuals who are blind or visually impaired need to have saleable skills which are in demand by society and that they're given an opportunity to be successful. But it takes a lot of successes to convince the majority of people that people with impairments can still be productive and safe individuals. And when you look at any potential employer looking for an employee, they're really looking for two things, which are really key. Number one, is the person going to be productive in the job that they're hired to do? And secondly, are they going to be safe for their self and fellow employees? And when those two things are positive, you'll be successful. If either one of those things is not successful, you will not be successful. And ultimately, it will hurt the image of that group of people that supposedly you represent. So you want to be able to have those appropriate, I would say, orientation and mobility as far as using your cane. getting Absolutely. Be independent as far as with travel, setting up your bus, taxi, however you get back and forth to work uh, schedule. So those things right there are very crucial, I guess, in making you making yourself ready to be employed, I guess. That's true. And and part of my experience, I've I've seen individuals come out with a saleable skill, but they don't have the personal skills to go along with it. And yeah. guess who doesn't have a job? So how important is it uh, for the state of Indiana to have a place such as Bosnia Enterprises for people who are blind to come? And this is not just for employment either. We do the rehab. So far with just the rehab side of things is very important, I believe. I, I, think, I think both elements are important. Yes. Um, I, I think the rehab section is extremely important for those people who have recently lost vision or have had gradual loss of vision to obtain the necessary skills to live independently and successfully to their highest potential, whatever that might be. And then secondly, uh, either take the skills that they already have or learn new skills that the labor market has a demand for. Because if I have a skill that there's no demand for, I really don't have a saleable skill. That's, that's definitely true. Uh, and 
And if you have a saleable skill and you lose your vision, you haven't lost that saleable skill. Yes. For example, I remember at one time uh, when I was with the state, we actually had three doctors on the caseload at one time who had all lost most of their vision. Once those three doctors finished their personal adjustment training, they all had jobs because they all had a saleable skill. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, having that skill and uh, having that personality and having that training actually will help you actually be more employable at the end of the day. Right. I and mean, that's really our mission here at Bosman is to get you up to speed and show you that there's life after blindness as well. So, And in some cases, you know, an individual may need to spend some time in, in a community rehabilitation employment training program, or that may be their wish that they wish to do that rather than be involved in the competitive labor market. Bosma, uh, with its program of employment and, and employee benefits, is very competitive uh, in the industry today. Bosman Enterprises, we're not a sheltered workshop, and employees get to pay uh, above a little bit more than the you know, average. Um, so definitely a great organization, great benefits all across the board. Um, just really a great organization, and people here are definitely family and orientated and are definitely about the mission of changing the perception of people who are blind and visually impaired. So, Donna, um, we talked a little bit earlier off air. Um, you, you are visually impaired, correct? Yes, I am, and I was I was born with congenital cataracts, mm-hmm. um, and of course, the what was available then from the standpoint of eye treatment, there's no comparison as to what would be to today. But uh, my vision has remained stable throughout yeah. my life, and. Uh, uh, but I graduated from the Indiana School for the Blind because mm-hmm. at that time there were not low vision aids which yeah. would allow print to be enhanced to the point where I could actually go to a public school system. So how important is uh, a skill such as Braille uh, for a person to learn who is blind or vision impaired? You know, I think that Braille... Um, is is important to anyone who does not have sufficient vision with or without aids to be able to be fluent. It would be, if a blind person doesn't learn Braille, you might compare that with a sighted person who doesn't learn how to read print. Yes. and I think if you had sighted people who didn't learn how to read and write print, I think there would be something lacking also. Yeah. I mean, just something about putting your hands on it uh, really kind of changes the, the whole aspect of how you see things. Because I know sometimes, like, when I hear words, it doesn't always, you know, be the same way I'm thinking about it in my head. But to it's true. Feel it, He's like, okay, that's how you spell it. Because it could be a silent <laughs> silent T somewhere in there or anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really feeling it really gives you more confidence and actually being able to present your information as well when you're reading it. So 
comes in handy, I believe. So how has technology actually enhanced and, and actually played a role in your success? Technology, you know, has enhanced the lives of most of us, but technology in and of itself doesn't solve the problem of vision loss. It's just a tool which would allow you, but in many cases, you know, it's been a real challenge for uh, adaptive technology to keep up with technology developments that were made for basically sighted people. And that continues to be a challenge. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about Mr. Lou Moneymaker. I know he's about to retire here very shortly here. How is Lou actually uh, impacted Bosma and his vision? I think Lou's, from my perspective, Lou's most effective impact on Bosma has been his belief that people who are blind or visually impaired who are capable can be leaders in the field. Now, that doesn't say that blindness is the only only source of talent that you have to bring to it, but just because you're blind and visually impaired doesn't mean you can't be a leader. And I think his belief in blind people uh, from the standpoint originally from the Indiana School for the Blind as well as Bosma has proven to be the most valuable thing he has contributed to Bosma Enterprises. Did you happen to know uh, Lou while you were at the Indiana School for the Blind? Did you cross paths at that time? Uh, I did, and um, probably the, the, the thing that brought us the closest together was when I was with the state government, I was heavily involved in the employment training program and getting money from the state to support that program. Uh, And Lou was the staff member on ISBVI, the NEI School for the Blind staff, who was directly involved in that. And I, as a state employee, was directly involved in, in actually getting some state money to first support that program even though it doesn't do it at this point. And now we have our up- incoming CEO, Mr. Jeff Mittman. I know he's going to do a great job as well, uh, really leading the organization. And he is actually blind uh, and actually a veteran as well. So um, once again, Lou has a good vision because <laughs> the next CEO is actually an individual who is blind. And that's true. And yes. But, but, not only does he bring the blindness skills to the surface, but he also has the, lead, the necessary other skills to be an act, a leader, whether it be at Bosma Enterprises or whether it might be at some private sector corporation or company on the outside. Exactly. So what, what are the actually the board's goals uh, this year? What, what do you guys want to accomplish uh, to move the organization forward? I think Bosma always has the challenge to do more and do better for more people who are blind and visually impaired. And that means trying to expand the personal adjustment training programs as well employment opportunities. And ultimately, of course, placing people in 
in competitive employment on the outside in, in keeping with their skills and abilities. Yeah. But keeping in mind that every individual has the first right to determine what they want to do and where they want to do it in life as far as employment is concerned. I mean, we don't force no one <laughs> to go to bother but at all. So we want to definitely understand that. But yeah, but definitely, definitely, Don. Any any last parting words, Don, before we uh, conclude this? No, interview? not really, except to uh, keep Bosma on its mission and goal to enhance the lives of people who are blind and visually impaired through training and or employment. Definitely great words, and I know you're always out there advocating and talking about Bob Enterprise and how we are here changing uh, the perception of people who are blind and visually impaired. But I definitely want to thank you, Don, for your work on the board and the things you've been doing here around Bob Enterprises and coming on the podcast today. Well, thank you so much. No problem, Don. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. All right.